Fellas, how's it going? My name's Austin Abbott. This is Fade Consensus Podcast. I hope everybody's having a great Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, whenever you guys are chiming in, whenever you guys are listening. Fellas, I just played the greatest game of golf in my life. Greatest round of golf, I should I should say. I shot 107. Fellas, that doesn't sound good. That's so good for me, man. Had a chip in, saw a cute little fox, uh... Putted really well, drove uh, mid-game, all all were decent, all above average for myself, man. Shot a 48 on the front nine. I was kind of freaking out. I was kind of losing my mind because I never shot better than a 115. So, like, I was just tearing it up, dude. And then uh, I, I fell apart on the back nine. I stunk. Oh, dude, I, I've been busy, man. On uh, Sunday, Sunday, the other day, my girlfriend and I went to the racetracks. Of course, the very first bet she puts down on Sunday is she, she chose three horses. So, there's 10, 10 horses total. She chose three of them, picked the order that they would come in, and they magically finished first, first, second, and third. So, like, she hit pretty big, and I was like, damn, like, horse racing low-key easy or something? And then, you know, I put up money on, on the very next round, and didn't go too well. I, uh, <laughs> I ended up walking away in the red. She was in the green. But on the bright side, the food trucks were great. Everything crazy overpriced, but, but it, it, it was a good time, man. So yesterday's episode, we broke down four or five running backs, talking about their predictions for this season. Today, it's going to be part two. It's going to be the same exact episode. I want to break down a few more running backs and talk about their my, my personal predictions, their stat lines, how they're going to be this season. And my my apologies, fellas. My, uh, my rankings, it's taking a while. They might be out by the time you're listening to this video on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. They may already be out, fellas few spicy takes, few hot takes, but it, but it's stuff that the, it's all the research I've done. It's stuff that I truly believe will happen. 2021 redraft rankings should be uh, link should be in my bio on my link tree. Check, check it out, fellas. Just click the button, click the link, open it up. Check out my rankings. Everything's free for all y'all. Fellas, I know you guys love listening to me talk about rookie running backs. I love talking about rookie running backs. The first player we're talking about today RB24 in my rankings, the final running back two in my rankings, Javante Williams. That is Javante with an O, Javante. Dude, I I always get called out on Twitter because I keep misspelling his name, J-A-V-O-N-T-E, Javante Williams. And just before I really start ranting about Javante, man, I want to I want to take a quick moment and just announce that I am officially I am going to create a YouTube account. I, I am going to put out content. I'm going to try and drop a video every single day now this may be two three four weeks before we kick this off but i'm dead serious man fade consensus i'm gonna be dropping a a youtube video every single day i want to talk about football more and more and more i have a lot of great ideas i have very good setup in mind and i'm going to be making a lot of purchases this week this weekend and and in the future man I'm going to be updating on Twitter, you know, my Twitter at Austin Abbott FF. Um, I'm going to be dropping a lot, a lot of pictures of, of what the setup's going to look like. Some of the equipment that I'm going to be buying. I'm excited, man. I'm really, really eager. I've been wanting to do this for a while. And, and, and the fact I'm finally pursuing it is I, I'm just excited, man. I'm very excited. All right. Javante Williams. Javante Williams led college football with 76 rushing forced missed tackles last season. He forced three missed tackles on his first five carries in week one of the preseason. Fellas, can you say elusive? The Broncos head coach Vic Fangio today was elaborating on, elaborating on how Melvin Gordon is currently dealing with a groin injury. 
And I don't mean to overreact. It's week one of the preseason, man, but just everything is making sense for Javante Williams. And, and it's all falling into place perfectly. I mean, Javante looked great, man. It was week one of the preseason, but he still looked great. He had five rushes, 29 yards, and he had a touchdown that was wiped, wiped off the board due to a uh, wide receiver holding. And, and one, one thing I really want to hit on about Javante Williams, I love him as much as the next person. I probably like him more than the next person, but one thing I want to talk about is you got to be careful. When you're drafting these running backs— they, you have the mentality that they have a role that they don't have just yet. Does that make sense? So like a year from today, Javante is only going to go up. His value is going to be worth more. He's going to be a better player. He'll, his role will be more carved out. He'll have a, he'll have a larger workload is what I'm saying. I'm just not insanely in love with Javante for redraft, right? I have him as my RB24, so clearly I like him, but I don't love him, right? That's why he's the 24th running back, right? That's, that that's that's decent, right? That doesn't necessarily win you leagues, but hey, it, it's still an RB two at the end of the day. And and the reason I love him in dynasty a lot more, Melvin Gordon's a free agent, man. He's gonna walk after this season. I have Javante pegged for right around two hundred and fifteen fantasy points. I could see something like a little bit over a thousand rushing yards. Let's call it like a thousand to a thousand fifty. Two hundred and fifty receiving yards. So so we're talking roughly like a thirteen hundred yard season over seventeen games. I have him pegged for 30 receptions right now, which is not a good number. Hoping hoping that number goes up in the future. That's that's right around what Josh Jacobs had this year. Josh Jacobs had 33 receptions. Anyway, I see Javante finishing with roughly eight touchdowns on the year and, and an additional 250 rushing attempts. So, so all in all, that's about 280 total touches. So you do the math. That's like 16 and a half touches per game for Javante Williams. I have him as my RB24, around 1,300 total yards eight touchdowns. Fellas, this is what I truly believe is going to happen. Again, Javante will be better in the future. He will be more valuable. He's more valuable in Dynasty than he is in Redraft. And I see consensus has, like like Sleeper or Underdog, they have Javante like running back 26. I have him as my 24th running back. And let me just say this, Javante's current ADP is, is the very end of the sixth round, beginning of the seventh. I believe he's going to be the last RB2. So, in theory, this is a great value pick. If you can get the RB2, the last RB2 in round seven, dude, you do it 10 times out of 10. You take Javante at his current ADP because he's going to be a good value. He's going to be a good player, and he's simply only going to get better, man. He's got a very bright future. Next running back, we're talking about Saquon Barkley. This is one of my hottest takes, man. I love Saquon more than all y'all. I love Saquon so much. I have him as my RB10 this season. And look, before y'all freak out and think like this is the worst thing you've ever heard, listen to me. Sleeper and underdog, player profiler, they have Saquon as the eighth running back this year. So for me to have him at 10, it's really not that far off at all. Saquon Barkley is a top three running back in the NFL when healthy. He is a top three, not top three, dude. He might be the number one overall prospect coming out. I mean, (laughs) or I should say that already came out, right? Saquon Barkley is a god. Saquon Barkley is not just any guy, right? He, he He is built out of a lab. I can sit here all day and talk about how great Saquon is, his workout metrics, being 99th percentile in speed score, 97th percentile in 40-yard dash, 97th percentile in burst score. I mean, his bench press, 96th percentile. I could literally sit here all day and tell you why I love Saquon Barkley. But it's the obvious reasons why I believe that he's going to be RB10 this year. The obvious reasons being that bad supporting cast, bad line, health, Initial lack of volume early in the season. Like I'm genuinely worried the first three, four games of the season that that he's not gonna play. You know, he, he's not he's not gonna get 20 touches a game, right? 
I, I just hope he gets like at least 15, man, because we're talking like weeks eight through 17, like, like, the, like midway through the year and on. That's when I expect Saquon Barkley to be a league winner. That's when I expect him to get red hot and catch up to all the other running backs and fantasy points. I think he's going to have right around 260 total fantasy points. I get it. It's low, 260, 265 range. I think he can still put up 1,600 total yards in 17 games. So so I understand that I'm lower on Saquon Barkley than consensus. But at the end of the day, man, I'm, I have him almost pegged for 100 yards per game, right? Like And like... This is him sucking in the beginning. By sucking, I mean like 15 touches a game for like 60 yards. He's going to get so hot mid to end season. He's going to make up for it. He's going to be a league winner. Saquon, this isn't, this is not me bashing Saquon Barkley. This is me saying, go out and get Saquon Barkley cheap early in the year. If, if there's a dumb GM out there, if there's an idiot GM out there, like your dumb ass, like some stupid uncle sitting out there and thinking like, yeah, man, this guy's not that good. He's washed up. He's been, he's been hurt for a year. Like... Go trade that guy. Go trade that guy. Go get Saquon Barkley. It's going to be like stealing candy from a baby. You get Saquon Barkley. He's going to help you get hardware. Bada bing, bada boom. Fellas, Saquon Barkley is going to be money this season. Just early on, he worries me. I have him as a top 10 back still. I get it. Y'all didn't want to hear it, but but that's the God's honest truth. That's how I truly feel. I love Saquon. Real quick, stat line prediction for Saquon Barkley this year. I'll give him 12 total touchdowns, 10 on the ground, 2 in the air. I'll give him 50 receptions on the dot. 50 receptions. That's a number that I feel comfortable with. 400 receiving yards and about 1,200 rushing yards in 17 games this year. Fellas, let's talk some Joe Mixon for a hot sec. Let's take it a step back, a notch back, because that's where I have Joe Mixon this season. A notch back. Everybody relax. Everybody listen. Here we go. Joe Mixon is my running back 13 this season. Saquon is RB10. I have Joe Mixon at running back 13. And hey, we actually agree with consensus on this, man. Underdog has Joe Mixon exactly at running back 13. Joe Mixon is currently pick seven in the second round. He is a late second round pick, and I think that's right on the money, man. That's exactly where he should be. Listen up, listen up. Dude, I think this is going to be a different type of Bengals offense this year. Different type of Bengals team, man. If you were watching the preseason game, you see T. Higgins, you see Joe Mixon, you see Jamar Chase. They're all on the sidelines, dancing, having a good time. They look comfortable. They look confident, man. They got this like special type of swagger about them this year, man. They just look like, like they're going to get it done, man. That's going to be a fluid, successful, competent offense this season. Something that Cincinnati hasn't been for a while. Joe Mixon was the RB6 per game on RB3 fantasy usage last season with Gio. He's drafted as the RB13 right now. Giovanni Bernard is also gone, fellas. Joe Mixon literally averaged over 20 carries and 4.6 targets per game when healthy last season. Both of those numbers, career highs. That means on average, he would have over 25 touches a game. His pace was 425 touches. 425. That would have been number one in the entire NFL. And Giovanni Bernard is gone. So for me to have him at RB13, it almost sounds like it almost sounds like a sin, man. That almost sounds very off. Like, like at the more I dive into Joe Mixon, I mean, I almost feel just be just based off of volume alone, this man could be like RB9, RB10, no problem. Look, here's what I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna say about Joe Mixon. If this man is okay, he's going to be great for fantasy purposes. If he's good at football this year, he's going to be phenomenal. He's going to be top tier for fantasy football this year. You catch my drift, like you understand that? That is p- 
purely and solely based off of volume. It does not matter how inefficient Joe Mixon is. I don't care if he has 3.5 yards per carry, which would be even worse than he had last year. Even if he had that and he had 300 uh, rushing attempts, he would still crack 1,000 yards. Joe Mixon is a super, super safe late second round pick. He is super safe at his current ADP because of the volume that he's going to get this season. I need to reiterate myself one more time. Joe Mixon was on pace for 425 touches last year. Giovanni Bernard is gone. Fellas, RB13 doesn't sound right, but that's where I have Joe Mixon. Look, I would love to put Joe Mixon as like RB7, RB8 in my rankings, but I like for my rankings to be conservative. I like for them to be like very reasonable, very realistic. Joe Mixon has inked a very long contract. He He's making stupid money. He's, he's under contract for a while. That means Cincinnati clearly sees a future with this kid. They like this kid. And this kid's still got a few more good seasons left in him, man. He's 25 years old. Joe Mixon, it's wheels up for him this season, fellas. And for the record, I don't know if you guys know this. I've never, never been a Joe Mixon guy. Never. This is the first year. And I, with full confidence, can say I, I am all aboard the Joe Mixon train this season. Look, man, I used to be a hater. Like, even though Joe Mixon's had two great seasons in his career where he was like RB9 and RB13. Like, like Joe Mixon's got it done, man. He's got the contract. He's got the stats. He, he led the AFC in rushing yards one season. He's done it all. He, he's shown it, man. He was great in college. He's done it all in the NFL, multiple seasons. And, and this isn't me, like, flipping on Joe Mixon. This is me just understanding the situation, looking at the roster, looking at the volume, you know, taking all these variables into consideration and realizing that Joe Mixon is going to be money this season in 2021. For a 17-game pace, I have Joe Mixon right around 1,550 total yards. Give me 1,150 rushing yards from Joe Mixon. In between 1,100 and 1,200 rushing yards in 17 games, give me another 400 receiving yards from Joe Mixon. I think he can hit 55 receptions and have 70 targets, no problem, and about 10 touchdowns this season. Again, if this man is literally going to get 400-plus touches, he was on pace for 425 last year. Again, I might be low on touchdowns, man. Like, Joe Mixon could easily crush 10 touchdowns, considering he's getting 400-plus touches this season with Giovanni Bernard out of the picture. Fellas, this man could easily have like a 13, 14, 15 touchdown season in 17 games. No, that would not surprise me. And he does have a nose for the end zone, man. He had a three-touchdown game last season. He's had a nine-touchdown season under his belt. Um, I, I, I Look, man, 10 touchdowns almost sounds a little too conservative for me. Like, I, I think he could break that number, but let's keep it at 10. Joe Mixon, my RB13 this year, big fan. Love where his value is. Love that he's a late second-round pick. Great value. And he's going to be one of the safest second-round picks you can have this season. Again, fellas, Joe Mixon, 25 years old, six foot one, 220. He's a big dog. He's going to get it done this season. I'm all aboard the Joe Mixon train this year. Last player we're talking about today, we already discussed one rookie running back. Let's discuss another. I want to talk about Travis Etienne right now. I have him as my running back 25. One spot worse than Javante Williams, RB24. I'm going to hit you guys with my predictions right now for a stat line this year. 700 rushing yards for Travis Etienne. 700 rushing yards, not that much. He's going to have 500-plus receiving yards, however. I have about 1,200-plus total yards in 17 games this year. As long as he's healthy, here's the biggie. I have him pegged for 55-plus catches. 
that may be his bread and butter this season. That may be his bread and butter for the future, man, for his entire career, for fantasy purposes. And I have him pegged for six to eight touchdowns this season. Pegged for exactly 200 fantasy points. Listen, that's my RB25. The RB... Let's do some math real quick. The RB13 last year was Antonio Gibson. He had 204 fantasy points, okay? There were a lot of running back injuries last year. A lot of running back injuries. Antonio Gibson, I expect his rookie season, that is what I believe Travis Etienne will do in terms of total fantasy points. Now, now this is me banking on running backs staying healthier than they were last year because last year was an outlier, man. There were so many injuries. It was it was unreal how many injuries there were for running backs for fantasy purposes, top-tier running backs. Last year was literally like if you had healthy running backs, it was over, man. You won. If you had competent wide receivers and healthy running backs last season, dude, the league was over. And this isn't a knock on Travis Etienne. I'm a big fan. He's a good player. But this is going to come down to volume. And you hear me always talking about volume. But but look, man, James Robinson has three years left on his career. James Robinson just had the greatest UDF a season of all time for a rookie, right? And and listen, Travis Etienne's preseason snaps, he lined up 10 times in the backfield, three times out wide, zero snaps in the slot, and the 13 plays he had, 13 snaps he had. What this shows me is, is this man is going to be utilized throughout the entire field, so many different roles, so many different positions. Look, in a perfect world, like everyone wants to see that Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara type role. I, I just I don't think that's gonna happen. But but the worst case scenario is that this this backfield is a fantasy nightmare for a while. And and I'm kind of choosing to just be like cautiously optimistic, if that makes sense, right? I'm being conservative, cautiously optimistic. That is a good way to put it. That is why I have Travis Etienne still as a successful running back, still as a top twenty-five running back this season. But but by no means do I think this man is gonna be a top twelve running back this season. And, and that is fully stemmed from the volume, the lack of volume that he will not receive this season. Dude, Trevor Lawrence, low-key, is going to be a big, big vulture when it comes to touchdowns on the goal line, man. That, that Dude, that man, that man, he can use his legs. Trevor Lawrence can do it all. Again, like, I don't mean to freak out over preseason, but I'm just hitting you guys with some numbers. I'm just giving you guys stats. Trevor Lawrence played 15 snaps Saturday. Here are the running back snaps. James Robinson had seven. Travis Etienne had five. Carlos Hyde had three. Third down running back snaps. Listen, James Robinson had two. Travis Etienne played one. Carlos Hyde played one. Do you see this trend? Do you? And again, it's preseason. I get it. You can scratch Carlos Hyde out, right? Because it's going to be more of like a two-headed monster. It's going to be J-Rob and Etienne. It's not going to be Carlos Hyde. And if it was a three-headed monster, the third running back would be Trevor Lawrence before Carlos Hyde, right? And that, that's a cold, hard fact, man. Trevor Lawrence is going to be... He's going to have a few rushing touchdowns this year, and it's going to piss you off if you own either Jacksonville Jaguars running backs. Like, whether we believe it or not, man, the cold hard truth, I think Urban Meyer just doesn't care about any fantasy GMs out there, any fantasy owners. I think he, this this team, the Jacksonville Jaguars of this year, man, it's going to be kind of gross for fantasy purposes. The number one player I want to own on this team, honest to God, probably Trevor Lawrence, man. With that rushing upside... With the type of volume that Trevor Lawrence is going to have, because you know he's literally on the field every single play as a quarterback, he's just the only player that, that I trust enough to draft in fantasy, right? And, and LaVisca Chennault, who, who I'm not high on, he's growing on me more. He's growing on me more and more and more. But at the end of the day, man, I, I don't I don't like these players at their ADP. And I have so many reasons for that, right? And, and we can get into that in another episode, or you could listen to past episodes. I talk about all those players. I've broken down all those players. 
Last thing I'm going to say, Travis Etienne, he's a good player, good draft cap, first round pick, good measurables, good size, right? Good size. Unbelievable college production. And fellas, just keep in mind, this man doesn't have that role carved out just yet. So just be cautious. You can be optimistic, but just be cautious when drafting him. He's my RB25. I love him for the future. Just know volume may not be there this season. Fellas, I'm going to get out of here. My name is Austin Abbott. Y'all are listening to Fade Consensus Podcast. I love y'all. Every single day we drop episodes 5 5 a.m. Every single day, fellas. Go follow me on Twitter at AustinAbbottFF if y'all don't already. Fellas, we're getting out of here. It's been a great day. Tomorrow's going to be a great day. The next day is going to be a great day. Fellas, I love y'all. I'll see y'all. Peace.